Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Byron Lily. I know it's been quite a while since my last episode, but I've been doing some healing, doing some working on myself, and um, yeah, it's been going overall pretty well. I've been able to be a little bit more financially um, flexible, and I was actually able to buy myself my own Christmas present this year and for Christmas. I bought myself a tattoo kit and, you know, everything that I needed, and I am on day four for my thigh tattoo and day five for my wrist tattoo, and I'm very happy with them, the way they turned out and everything. Um, I was, yesterday I had a huge epiphany, um, thing, uh, just doing simple things like cleaning the house, um, doing laundry, just all these simple things that I've just always super struggled with and I could never figure out why. And yesterday, in the middle of moving my room around, um, I just, all of a sudden out of nowhere, I just, I became so frustrated and angry and I just wanted to cry and I just I had this big like arguing match just going on inside my head it just was like you know just feeling so angry just so frustrated you know and that's usually what happens um with certain things like vacuuming um or things where I start to get frustrated and it just kind of builds up and it can be very overwhelming and that's one of the reasons I don't like to have anybody around me when I do cleaning and stuff. Um, and I realized it came from living in my adoptive parents house and just the trauma that surrounded doing chores and everything and just everything like that and so anytime I do certain chores there I'm literally having emotional flashbacks where all of a sudden I'm back a teenager and I'm trapped and you know it's just you know it's so overwhelming um and so today is January 2nd it's a Sunday the year is 2022 and yesterday I did two loads of laundry I rearranged my room today I'm hoping to get the rest of my laundry done um and I'm also planning on making some spaghetti and meatballs because I have the veggies for it um I have some different color peppers red green and yet orange red and yellow I think um I have some mushrooms I love mushrooms uh, I already have the pasta I got frozen meatballs. I have pasta sauce as well, and um, I'm just, it, it was kind of really exhilarating yesterday, um, you know, having that epiphany that, you know, I now see why I have such a big hesitation and a huge frustration whenever it comes to, you know, doing things like laundry or doing dishes, or just simple things to keep my house 
and organized and I see those rooted in trauma and traumatic experiences. However, one of the most beautiful things I've learned on this journey is yes, even though I'm going to get triggered and sometimes I can get so triggered I don't even feel like I'm in the present moment. Like I feel like I'm back in that moment when it originally happened. And for me that was probably one of the most frustrating things when it came to healing was that I had no control or at least I thought I didn't have any control. You know, and it, and it took time for me to get stronger and bolder and really different, differentiate. I really had to, you know, clean up my life and um, remove people from my life who were doing more damage than good. And, you know, once I started to really reel in my life and have a more balanced and you know, peaceful life, then when I go into those flashbacks or when I go back to those places, because the present moment I'm in, the life that I'm living is much calmer, I'm actually able to recognize that it's from something in the past. And through doing that, I'm then able to work with myself and then just really, you know, I mean, it's tough, like, keeping my house clean, like, I, you know, I would have these times when I'd have this mass amount of energy and I'd rearrange my house, you know, and I'd make it look so pretty, you know, and then I just couldn't keep up with it. Or I would have, like, just enough energy. And right now one of my big things um, is not having a vehicle. I'm going to have to... Um, figure out somebody to come take some of the stuff away to the dump, because um, that's where I have locally, um, and yeah, like, I just, instead of, like, I think about it, and I start to get that warm kind of feeling, even just now, just the panic and the frustration and the, oh my god, you know, and I'm able to sit here you know, and I'm able to, you know, really sit with myself and remind myself that, you know, I have all the time in the world, you know, I don't have someone standing in my house yelling at me, you know, I don't have severe consequences if I don't do it, I mean, it's something I want to do, and it's something I've been working towards, and everything that I've been doing has been what I've been working towards, and, you know, it's been really nice. And one of the kind of really great positive things for me lately is um, my la my friend, he went back to Nova Scotia and it was really tough, um, but I've come to terms with it. We, the last time we kind of talked was Christmas and I didn't really hear from him that often and so after Christmas, I just kind of stopped reaching out to him, and yesterday I sent him on my social media accounts, and you know I deleted Disney Plus because I just, for me, I can't have that connection in my life. I can't have him on my social media or, you know, use his Disney Plus like he said I could. 
you know, I, I just can't do that. If I'm not talking to someone and there's not that effort made to have that connection with me, then I just can't have any connection in my life. You know, like, I just, I have to cut it off. And I did, and I honestly feel a lot better because, you know, the last couple of weeks have been really tough. You know, I've been getting stronger and stuff like that, but, like, we did really connect on, like, a really nice deep level. Like, we kind of really understood each other. And, you know, I really felt understood and heard and all that kind of stuff. And it was really great. Um, you know, so I just kind of thought that we might talk more. But also at the same time, before you left, I kind of had a feeling that we wouldn't. And that's okay. You know, he's got his life and I've got my life. And I'm very, very grateful for the time I spent with him. You know, it really helped, you know, change such a big part of myself that I didn't realize someone else could, you know. And I'm so grateful for that because it's then helped me now have that change internally, which has then now also helped me to make these really amazing epiphanies and you know continue on and I'm grateful for that and even though we don't talk anymore and stuff like that you know I think about it once in a while but I just I'm letting it go you know and I'm grateful I'm very grateful for how I feel about it and you know like my plan for today is I think I already mentioned it, making spaghetti meatballs and finishing my laundry. But also yesterday I see this is my thing. So I make goals for myself during the day. So yesterday it was do two loads of laundry and make spaghetti meatballs and take out the garbage. All I had to do. However <laughs> when I was doing the laundry, I got, like, really excited in my bedroom because I kind of had a really big, nice breakthrough that I had a flashback of living at my adoptive parents' house and having all my clothes hung up on hangers, and I really liked it. I liked being able to go into the closet and stuff, and so that's what started moving my room around and so yeah I uh, I put a lamp in my closet and I have to go to an extension cord it's a blue light bulb <laughs> uh, but that's okay um, and yeah I uh, so when I finished those two loads of laundry I folded the stuff um, that I wanted put in my drawers and I also hung up quite a few items of clothing. And even just last night, like, you know, I grabbed my fresh towel, I grabbed my pajama pants, and I went into my closet, and I grabbed my t-shirt to go sleep in. And there's just something about that. Like, I've always had this thing where I, I, I love, like, structure in a sense of I like, you know, opening up a closet. And then getting to see what I want to wear, you know, instead of, like, rifling through a drawer and, you know, and it's all these different things that I forgot I liked because 
it's kind of ironic, but yesterday, <laughs> um, when I was in my, like, really triggered state, I just, I remember, uh, I can't tell if I'm talking out loud or thinking, you know, when I, when I get really stressed out, but, um, it's just been me, and I've kind of not really talked to a human in a while, <laughs> um, probably been about a week I mean I've talked to people at Chevron and stuff and people I run into but not an actual real conversation (laughs) um which I weirdly enough don't mind oh I quit smoking yesterday and I'm fully ready to just stop completely like I'm so ready it's been something I've wanted to do for a while I don't even like to taste cigarettes anywho so I was like thinking to myself or oh wow I don't know. <laughs> I was like so frustrated. I was like, you know, it really fucking sucks. You know, they taught me all these really good stuff, all these awesome life skills, but they were just such assholes that they ruined it for me. And and I forgot. Like I had, you know. Then I also had another flashback of, you know, when they first taught me that. When I like first learned you know, how to hang and close up and stuff, and I was really excited, and I really liked it, but then, you know, the more trauma went on at that house, the more I just couldn't even do it, you know, and then I got yelled at for that kind of stuff, and, you know, um, so for me, it was, like, really confusing and really frustrating, and, you know, that's, that's really been a big thing for me, is due to the trauma in that house of, you know, I am really smart. There are a lot of things I can do, and there's a lot of things that I'm really good at. And simple stuff of cleaning to, you know, just simple but really important stuff. And I'm really good at it, and I really enjoy it. But the thing is, like, due to the trauma that went alongside learning those things in that house, like, It was just really hard for me to, you know, put aside that, and I I haven't fully yet. This is something I'm working towards, and this is something that I went to bed thinking last night, and I was thinking about all yesterday, and I'm feeling confident about it today, and, you know, that's just where I'm at. You know, I take it one day at a time, and, you know, I've been, um really learning more about CPSD, CPTSD, childhood PTSD, which I have, um, for a number of things. There's this really cool lady, the crappy childhood fairy, and she's on Instagram and YouTube, and if any part of my childhood has resonated with you or you can relate to, I would highly suggest her channel. She is also taking her experience and stories and helping others um she's definitely got like um like a lot of tips and tricks and a lot of different information and she's collabed with quite a few people and she's just you know how when you go to a counselor or a therapist and you're talking with them and you just know that they haven't been through what you've been through and so as you're telling them your story or whatever, you just totally feel just like, what's the point? Like, I know you won't understand. Well, 
What I'm listening to, her name is Anna something. I can't remember how to say her last name. Um, but from the crappy childhood fairy. Like, I listen to her speak and I've heard bits and pieces of her story or just even the way she explains CPTSD and you know it just it makes so much sense to me and when I listen to her like I I know I can relate so I I feel more open to listening and understanding as opposed to you know someone who hasn't gone through what I've gone through telling me about what I've gone through or what I need to do or you know that's just always been such a big frustration for me when it comes to like healing myself and that's something that, like, I always thought was a bad thing, you know, that I just was so, like, distant and cold that I just didn't want to open up. <laughs> you know, that's what I was told quite a few times. But, you know, I think, you know, like, there's people I've met that have gone through different lives and different experiences. Sorry, I have a hiccup coming, I think. Oh, no, not yet. Um, you know, people go through different experiences and, you know, some experiences, I honestly, I, I'm so alienated, not to say it in like a negative term to be like, oh, I'm alienated from you, but it's to say in a sense of like, my biggest thing is if I cannot relate at all, I will say I can only imagine, you know. Um, either I can only imagine what that was like, I can only imagine what you've gone through, because for me, to not have gone through an experience like that, one where I can relate or understand or, you know, begin to imagine emotionally or mentally or physically what that would feel like, I can only imagine, you know, and... I think a big thing for me that's been really important is to really state that, you know, when someone's telling me something, you know, it's to be clear and to be honest and say, I can only imagine, you know, like I apologize that, you know, I haven't um, had the life experience to really be able to empathize and understand, you know, what that was like. Um, Really enough, I just had an epiphany, you know, I can just sit back and ask them if they're open to sharing, you know, what that was like. But even if they tell me, you know, I I still don't have anything in my memory bank or my life bank to check against it, to even understand it. Like, you know, I guess that's been one of the biggest struggles for me is I've had such complexities in trauma happened to me like just like I don't know I always used to say I've been on both sides of many different coins you know I've been rich I've been homeless not rich but like comfortable without parents whatever you know big house and then literally having no house um I've been severely depressed I've been almost otherworldly excited for life and optimistic I've you know I've had people treat me amazing and I've had people treat me horribly I've had just all these intricate experiences these in intricate traumas especially that luckily and kind of gratefully I'm grateful that 
you know, my path has gone the way it has in the sense of I can relate to so many people and, you know, do my different situations and the things that I've gone through and the motions and the thinking processes and the way my body felt and the way my mind felt and my heart felt and all these different positions, you know. The world is sadly filled with lots of suffering and, you know, I just, I really appreciate, you know, the life that has been given to me, you know, it really sucked. It really did. Like, you know, if there could be a perfect world where no one got hurt, you know, that would be amazing. That would be so fucking amazing. But that's not how life is, you know. And as much as, you know, and it kind of, like, overshadows into having kids. Like, you know, like, I wanted like a big thing for me that I really got stuck on when it came to listening to my trauma is I wanted to perfect myself in a sense. I wanted to make sure that I was completely and utterly, you know, stable emotionally, mentally, physically before I have kids and that's definitely something I'm working towards, you know. But I can prepare myself as much as possible. You know, but there's always gonna be things that I can't protect my children from. There's gonna be situations, you know, as much as I have this dream to have my children have the best life possible, I'm not in full control. <laughs> and that's been something that I've really struggled with, you know, because um, I had on one hand, you know, I was fully like already like and I still am this is what I've been working for like you know for me I want to be a mom more than anything like that is my ultimate dream you know to be a mom that's just it you know and for me you know I understood and through my own experiences I've seen how unhealed trauma or yeah, basically unhealed trauma or trauma that is, you know, the pusher behind people's actions, but also people's choices in general. I've learned that, you know, you can have a lot of trauma and that doesn't make you an asshole. It's what you choose to do, you know, and that's, that was a really big, tough lesson for me because I was so terrified of becoming an asshole. I thought that if I didn't you know, work my hardest to, like, completely, like, fix myself of my past and my trauma, that I would be an asshole, that there would just be this point in time where a magic switch would happen and I became an asshole, and I'd have no choice in it, and it's been through my growth and through my journey that I've realized that, you know, you, at the end of the day, have the choice to be an asshole or not, I'm sorry, but you do, you know, I mean, for me, I don't know what it's been. I've been an asshole sometimes, don't get me wrong. Um, but especially, like, I've had to learn the difference. Like, for me, I was always shunned for having boundaries and stuff like that. That was, that was one of the biggest um, struggles for me, was my adoptive mother completely invaded all my privacy boundaries 
she would come into my bedroom every night, you know. I'm gonna be honest, one time I was masturbating and she walked in and she literally brought my adoptive father up. She literally called him up the stairs and it was so fucking embarrassing. She used to read my diary or journal, whatever the fuck you wanna call it, you know. She would literally walk in on me when I was in the bathroom, you know, like, and I'm talking about times when I was like butt naked, either sitting on the toilet or in the bath. This woman completely invaded my boundaries, you know, and no matter how many times I put up boundaries or, you know, it got to the point where I would yell at her, you know, it wouldn't change. And that really fucking sucked because, you know, it really fucked with me for quite a long time, quite a long time, because same with my adoptive father and same with my adoptive mother. They taught me two very things that highly impacted me. One for my adoptive father was something bigger than you can come along and hurt something that you love. And sometimes there's nothing you can do about it, which really fucking sucks and is so not true. It just might take a little bit of a harder work and a little bit more time than is possible. Two, that no matter how many boundaries you put up, which are your boundaries, which you really are allowed to have, especially on certain aspects of privacy of just being a human being and having your own body privacy, privacy to be naked all by yourself without people walking in and other stuff. Um... You know, the, you're allowed to have boundaries of people going through your personal shit and just all this stuff. But what she taught me was I wasn't allowed to. That no matter how many boundaries I put up, they would always be crossed. And no matter what I did, that there was nothing I could do. Well, that's not true. Because, you know what? I have boundaries now. And I have my own house. I have my own apartment. You know, they're not here anymore. They're not here to come in and invade my life and, you know, invade my privacy, you know, hurt, just, you know, like they're not here anymore. And so a lot of my healing has been to remind myself and remind my body and those traumatized parts of myself that they're not here. They're not here, you know, they're not in this apartment. They're not here yelling at me. They're not here invading my space or hurting my sister or hurting me. They're not here anymore. And that's the thing with trauma that can be one of the most frustrating things because even though they're not physically here, the damage of what they've done can cause you to be more sensitive to things. So for me, like, with chores, you know, doing certain chores, certain aspects of it. There's just some really bad, bad traumatic experiences with my adoptive parents. So every time I go to do them, there's just something inside of me that feels like they're right there. You know, it's kind of like um, surviving sexual assault, you know. Um, I've been personally working through that one through masturbation you know for me to feel safe enough you know sometimes like 
I will honestly masturbate and then I'm literally sent back to being a child again and someone inappropriately touching me and forcefully doing things that were not okay. Um, and, and it's just, it's been so traumatic, you know, but at the same time, what I've learned is to have patience with myself and that whenever I start to go back, I just be patient with myself and I just remind myself I'm not there anymore. You know, they can't hurt me. And, you know, I've had such fear. If there's one thing I've been most addicted to in life, it's fear. And it's not because I wanted to be addicted to fear. It's because I had so many, going through so many different experiences and, you know, I had a wide array of triggers of my traumas that would come back and I would have flashbacks. And I think a big thing for me is the reason my life was so chaotic was just because I had, I was being bombarded by these flashbacks and triggers and they were just so non-stop that I was literally lost in this world of trying to differentiate what's actually going on in this moment and what's from my past you know like a big thing for me is nightmares and especially when I get overtired that's when they get really bad because it's like for me when I'm overtired and I can't sleep or if I don't go to bed soon enough what happens I swear it seems like is like I'm lucid dreaming while I'm awake so I'm trying to get to sleep, but I start dreaming while I'm awake. So like, I'll try to lay down in bed and I'll try to close my eyes, but then I'll start having nightmares. And then so I'll open my eyes. And even though I can still see like my room and stuff in the back of my head, I'm still like, you know, I'm still dreaming and I'm still having nightmares. and. You know, it's really shitty. Kind of messing up my sleep last night. Um, I was going to bed at a really decent sleep. I was going to bed at like 10 o'clock and waking up at like 8. Yesterday was 10.30. <laughs> um, not yesterday, I mean New Year's Eve. It was 10.30 and I woke up at 9. And last night I was really struggling with some nightmares. Um, like I just described. So it was like 12. I don't even know. Oh, there we go. Oh, I don't even know what time I woke up this morning, actually. Can't But, yeah. Um, I really, I really do appreciate, like, you guys who do listen. Honestly, it means a lot to me. And... I know it's not consistent. I know that it's not like every week or every month. And sometimes there's been times where I just, I haven't posted another episode. And it's not because I don't want to. Um, It's just for me, I sometimes get called to it. Like it's like in the sense of like, um, you know, I guess it's like, it's like yesterday, I didn't realize that I would have an epiphany and really realize the reason I struggled doing household chores so much is due to the trauma attached to it. 
I just never can make that connection because I, I honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I was always pushing myself. I was always just looking at it because I needed to do it. And I mean, I needed to do my laundry for a while. But for me, the motivation was the fact that I gave myself a tattoo. And so, you know, I've been really worried about it. And so for me, doing my laundry makes me less worried. And um, I just, when I did the closet, because um, I was going to empty it all out, which I did, and then I was going to put uh, an air freshener in there or something. I haven't figured out what I'm going to do yet. Um, but yeah, so basically I looked in there and I, I found all like these clothes. <laughs> that I didn't want or just hadn't used in so long. And then I found these dresses that, you know, didn't fit me. And one of the things I wanted to do was I wanted to start, you know, eating more from home and I wanted to start getting healthy again because, you know, my body honestly was a lot more slimmer and healthier before I was put on the depo shot. And that's just, you know, it's, it's been kind of like this big mess of things, of things I wanted to do, but I just haven't been able just to follow through on them. And I think it came down just to confidence and stuff like that. And so for me, you know, having clean clothes to wear and, you know, cleaning, having a clean place and having my dishes done, you know, and eating at home, like that's, that's kind of what I'm working towards. Um, and doing that will then give me more energy and it'll make me feel a lot better. And then, you know, it'll give me the strength and the courage to start going outside more and exercising, even maybe exercising at home. Um, you know, I've tried all these different things many times before and I've just kind of deflated, <laughs> you know, and I think it's because I was just trying to jump far ahead as opposed to building a solid foundation. Um, so right now, building a solid foundation for me is, um, working through my triggers every time I clean and to really just sit with myself. And now that I'm aware with it today, I'm going to do that. And I'm really just going to, every time I start to get frustrated, I'm going to take a few moments and I'm just going to remind myself of why, why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and that it's okay to feel the way I'm feeling, but it's also okay to understand that they can't hurt me anymore. You know, that this is my own house. Like, I've lived in this apartment basically two years now, <laughs> and I'm still afraid to make noise. I'm, I'm still afraid, you know, just to even talk to myself or just even have the TV up loud or make any noise. You know, I've just been so terrified just to really embrace my home and you know there's just been so much anxiety just tied into things and um stuff that I really didn't realize how much was really coming from um my past experiences and you know when you've gone through what I've gone through or just 
just in general, when you go through shit, and you're, you know, finally on your own, and, you know, you just, you want to just tell yourself that you're there, know that you're okay, because you're now finally in your own apartment, you know, you've been living here for two years, blah, 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 you know, like, and it's great to do that, to boost yourself up, but also at the same time, I've had to learn that it's kind of like, uh, being out in outer space and you know you're an astronaut and you're tethered to the ship and you just you go and you run and you're like oh this is amazing and then that tether catches you and pulls you back a little bit you know I mean it's just that yanking back feeling um you know and that's that's been definitely a big thing for me is I get really excited I go out and, you know, I work hard in my house or I finish writing my book or I give myself a tattoo or just all these different little things that excite me. And then all of a sudden I just get yanked back because what I don't realize is that, you know, all these things are super freaking great, but I also need to have that foundation. I need to be able to build, um, you know, a a new space station you know I need to build one that's a little bit more flexible and one that's able to you know have a longer tether you know and it's not that um being tethered is bad because if you have a new space station you know like my house would be the space station you know right now it's kind of like rickety you know it's, it's got all the all the traumas and the triggers so you can just imagine each trauma and trigger like a malfunction you could say and it's like so i have i can go out right and i can explore but the thing is if my space station is getting all wonky and there's so many things that are breaking down and malfunctioning due to triggers then you know it makes sense that i'd be pulled back from the tether because i could only go so far and i could only go out for so long and do these things for so long through the fact that I still have all these repairs I need to make on my ship. That is actually the coolest analogy ever. I, I love it. Um, I never think about what I say before I'm going to say it. I just kind of say it. I have like a general idea of what I'm going to talk about. So like the tourist thing. But I really actually absolutely love this idea of it being like a space station. So my apartment's like a space station. So, you know, there's the different compartments of it. Like vacuuming, laundry, cleaning, dishes, stuff like that. So there's like each little section. And, you know, I can do it. And so let's just say doing the thing. So like um, doing the dishes, right? If I just do the dishes and I'm still super triggered and traumatized, I've just put a band-aid on it. Because the next time I go to do the dishes again, I feel the exact same way, you know? And... It, it may even take me a little while, or if there's stuff that goes on in my life, which could be, like, other parts of the space station, you know, so let's just say dishes are on one side and, like, friends are on the other side. If friends is having, like, a, maybe, like, you know, a meltdown, <laughs> you know, just because let's just say there's something traumatizing or triggering going on at my friend zone, I have to metaphorically run to the other side of the space station and I really have to be in that side but the thing is the dishes 
you know, it may take the friends a couple weeks, but those dishes, you know, they're going to be blinking and going off for those couple weeks until I finish on the friend zone. So the biggest thing is, you know, and that's just one example, you know, then there's the laundry, you know, laundry's been going off for quite a while. And, you know, I just, I prioritize the dishes more because I eat more, you know? And so the thing is, but then there's other things that are going on. There's vacuuming, there's organization, there's taking the trash out, or just some of the stuff has just been really overwhelming. And my whole space station's just been blank and red for so long. Like, this isn't something that's just started since I had my own apartment. This is something that's been with me since, you know, living at that house, you know. And it's something that I just had so many other things like that those things like even though they're blinking red and they're like they need to get done or you know we woo they become really small in comparison to the rest of the other things that are exploding you know like being in a toxic relationship and just all the hazard lights those come with in the face station or you know just just different things right like in or, you know, living with my adoptive parents. So that space station was always going off. There was one for, like, my chores. There was one for, you know, my sister, my adoptive parents, the dog, all my different hobbies, school. And then on top of that, they had, like, subsections. So there was, like, these rooms. So, like, if it was my adoptive father, right? his the the room would be blinking and then you go inside the room and then there's like 10 things that are just like blinking and it's just like you know but then there's also the adoptive mother she had a bigger room definitely and was blinking even more and then there was just hundreds of things in there from the thing from the way i act from the way i talk from the way i look from the way i express myself you know just a, like every single detail about my existence was all blinking red in that room because it was just a situation where just I was constantly being critiqued and I just you know and you know what I mean like can you kind of like grasp it like there's just so many like things like and these are like red warning signs of like something needs to change or something's wrong like oh my god like we need help as and I just had this huge space station living there. It was just all, like, blinking and going red. Like, I'm surprised it didn't full-on shut down. But, hey, space, you know, and I, you know, I'm still here, you know. And so the thing is, like, whenever, like, I have now in my modern-day spaceship, (laughs) present-day spaceship, you know, whenever I now have, like, chores or these certain things that trigger, you know, that start going off, and I see them, <laughs> so, like, I'll walk by in the kitchen sink, and I'll see the dishes, and the warning sign is just going off in my head that it needs to get done, but then all of a sudden, I start feeling the warning signs that are even more intense that are coming from that old spaceship and it's just connecting and now those two spaceships 
you know, that one little blinky light for the dishes has now triggered 20 blinky red lights from the old spaceship, you know, from that adoptive house spaceship. So, you know, even though it's in my current spaceship and it's just blinking, it makes me think of the old one, you know, and, and that's been the thing, like, I've never really put into a metaphoric or, like, a visual before, and it's actually really helping me, and I really enjoy it, you know, because the thing is, like, like, if I really break it down, like, I'm in a whole new spaceship, like, completely new spaceship. You could look at each house you live in or each place you rest your head as your own spaceship. Um... And then, so it's like outside of your spaceship, outside of your house is like the universe or whatever, right? So you can only go so far on the tether if your spaceship's malfunctioning. Um, <laughs> or, you know, uh, you can only um, put in so much time to uh, learning how to extend your tether or places you can go, you know, research, um, aka the things and the places you can go on the earth and you know, the things you want to follow, your passions and stuff, and, um, but yeah, it's been so amazing, I still have 15 minutes left, um, but yeah, looking at it as my new spaceship versus my old spaceship, like, it would make sense, like, um, another prime example was when I first moved to the city I'm in, um, the first place I moved into was a roommate situation that was, the spaceship there was almost identical to the spaceship that I had been living with my birth mom. Different people, but it was the same type of red lights. You know, it was some creepy weird dude and not not the best roommate, you know? Um, and, <laughs> like, it just, like, there were so many similarities that it was just, like the the red lights just were just going you know and you know on top of that there's like the lies and stuff and all that just kind of stuff that just like really impacts it and just like you have to think like this blinky light is an emotion it's it's a way that it makes you feel like this red light like it can I mean it can be anything to you but for me it's it's an emotion it's a an emotional memory so for me, like, when I did the dishes and there's that blinky red light, that's the feeling of, like, going back and, like, just feeling bad that I'm just struggling so hard just to do something so simple, you know? But what I don't realize, or I didn't realize before now, was that blinky light, um, it was still connected to that other spaceship of my adopted parents' house. So, what I was feeling, um every time I went to do the dishes was I was as soon as I started physically doing them you know I stuck my hands in there and I was washing them every single time no matter how big or small amount of dishes I was right back in that kitchen of that other spaceship and it would just bring up all of the emotions all of a sudden like I'm not in my present spaceship I'm in one from like 10 years ago you know, but the thing is, in that other spaceship, I have threats. I have people who are hurting me emotionally and sometimes physically. So, even though physically I'm in my new spaceship, that red blinking light is just like 
it triggers me to literally being in that old spaceship 10 years ago, you know? And it's really sad and it is really traumatizing, you know, the, you know, this is why I talk about it and this is one of the reasons why I'm working on it because I've been enough, been around enough people, um, you know, who are not the greatest and don't have positive intentions and have traumatized me, you know, and I know it was their choice and, you know, it's just something that, like, I myself have never wanted to ever fall into. I myself have never, ever, ever wanted to become one of those people who chooses to hurt people. You know, hurt people, hurt people, yes, that is a possibility. You know, and sometimes I was hurting people, but it wasn't intentionally, you know, for me it was, you know, maybe I just didn't understand a person or didn't know how to like open myself up or certain stuff like that. And, you know, I'm not saying that I have not hurt anybody. I'm saying that I make the choice, I've made the choice and I've continuously made the choice to try to monitor my actions, try to learn from every situation so that I don't hurt people in the ways that I've been hurt. I would rather learn from my own mistakes and learn how maybe it's the way I talk or, you know, how certain triggers have had certain survival reactions. And sometimes those reactions can hurt people. And, you know, I've really learned how to work through those interactions and really learned how to take accountability. You know, to understand that, yes, it wasn't my fault that the trauma happened, but it's my responsibility to understand how that trauma's impacted me and to work with it so that I don't continue to hurt others like others have hurt me. Because that's the thing, you know, some people, you know, they're out for revenge because someone hurt them, you know, that's, that's what we hear about bullies as a kid, you know, bullies pick on others because they've been picked on, you know, and it's so freaking frustrating because, you know, it's such a gray area in the sense of it doesn't bring up the fact that, like, you know, I got bullied, but I never... You know, I don't, I don't know if I've ever bullied anybody. I'm not 100% sure. And if I have in my younger years, you know, I fully apologize if you're ever listening. I'm not sure if I have or if I haven't. Um, But I can tell you that, you know, I've really taken the initiative to be the one that stands out for people. The one that yells at the bullies, you know, and... You know, because that's my thing, is, you know, there's so many problems in this world. You know, there's so many pains. There's so many traumas. There's this never-ending kaleidoscope of trauma that can happen and that is happening every single moment. Like, every time you breathe, there's so much trauma happening in this world for so many different people in so many different ways. And, you know, that's the biggest thing, is we can go through traumatic events and we can let it take over us and we become people who causes trauma for others or we can take what we've been through and understand it and be empathetic and learn how to grow from it and learn how to work with our survival reactions and our triggers and our traumas to not only make better lives for ourselves, 
for those around us and hopefully future generations. You know, that that is the core reason why I wanted to work through my stuff is because I want to have kids and I want to make sure that my trauma is not inflicted on them. I don't want them to have an overspill of my emotions. I want to, I want to, and I have been working through my trauma reactions, working through my triggers so that I can improve my life, you know, with cleaning and stuff and building up my foundation for myself. But then when my child enters this world, they'll have that same foundation that I've built for myself and I continue to build for myself. And then it's off that that, you know, I create the foundation for my child. And then my child gets to choose, you know, how they want to have their own foundation, their own spaceship. You know, I want my spaceship that I bring my child into to not have all these red lights. You know, I want them to have green lights and purple lights and just a gigantic disco party, you know, instead of like, um, you know, big bright red light for the dishes you know it's just it's a simple like little pink one like hey the dishes need to be cleaned or you know it's time to throw the dishwasher on or whatever you want to call it you know just instead of just being like red light red light dishes and then when you go to do it it brings me back to the other spaceship you know and it's just all about me working through that myself on my own spaceship, you know, and finally turning those red lights to pretty colors, and, you know, and then my spaceship will be with me no matter what house I'm in, and, you know, and then when I have a child, you know, my spaceship, my personal spaceship, is not blinking red all over the place, so that when I have to go do dishes, I'm not going to be brought back to that old spaceship from 10 years ago, you know, or, you know, Maybe I might reflect on this current spaceship and really see just how far I've come. You know, that's, that's a really beautiful and important thing about life. And I'm so grateful for all of you, for you taking the time um, to listen to me. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great day, a happy new year, and yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Okay.